Well, hello and welcome to Gargs fans. It is Saturday, May 30th, and it's the two Gargoyles comics guys coming at you with yet another fantastic podcast. Before we begin today, uh, just because of what's going on out in the world, we think two Gargoyles comics really wishes to acknowledge our support for the Black Lives Movement. Uh, you guys are going hard. Please keep the faith. Uh, now, today, May 30th, would have been the Panel 1 Comic Creators Festival in Calgary. And since the show can't happen, geeknerdnet.com reached out to me, Michael, and interviewed me about my comics. Follow Geek Nerd Net on Twitter. And if you haven't already, follow at Two Guards. Now, let's introduce our special guests today. Um, we'll start with, well, Kyle's pointing to Jeremy. Okay, we'll start with Jeremy. Jeremy well, is the special guest. So. He is the special guest. Jeremy Thew from... Uh, not San Diego, um, Palm Springs, California. All America is the same, really. True. <laughs> Davies. Jeremy, what's new with you this week? It's 100 degrees every day. <laughs> In How about the temperature water boil? That's hot. Yeah, no, not Celsius. Because I don't know. <laughs> mm, I don't know. So, not in real temperatures. You mean, you know, in your pretend American temperatures? Yeah. Yeah, where we where we write left to right and drive on the right side of the road. Um, just for anyone listening that's not from Canada, Canadians also do this. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We, we also have Mike Rieger uh, from beautiful British Columbia. Hi, Mike. Yeah, featuring my entire bearded face. Yeah, we have a full complement of bearded faces. That's right. Four white we beardos. Had, We're gonna we change the name complaints, of it. and so now my face is on it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's great, though. Mike, what are you working on right now? I am working on the first panels of my third issue of my comic because I finished the, trying to align this it's like in a mirror because I finished the second issue of my comic and it's just in the proofing stages, which means I have to print it out at my wife's work on the down low and then look for mistakes. What's this interesting is on the internet. They're going to find out. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody watches. They probably the watched it. Everybody watches it. Um, Mike, uh, we were talking about it, your speed and uh, sort of what you were originally anticipating as being done. When did? When was this supposed to be done? Well, with my, I negotiated with my cover artist in November of 2019, estimating that it would take about a year because it took about a year for the last comic, and it didn't. It, I finished it uh, a few weeks ago now because I'm sitting on this chair every day of my life. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously the, you know, the silver lining to the, the COVID shelter at home deal is creative people have sure do have a lot more time to work on their projects. Would you say that's fair? We sure do. <laughs> Yet still so, not see that enough. lovely outside? I don't go out in it. Yeah. <laughs> Stay inside. And so you uh, went right from number two directly into number three, no waiting, because why wait, right? Well, it's because I have a mental problem. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried to take time off, and it didn't work. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Mike's background is German. Efficiency is his middle name. Actually, it's Adam, but I'm pretty sure in German that means efficient. I don't know. I'm not a linguist. It would be a much longer word if that were true. That's true. <laughs> And Kyle Burles. How you doing, Kyle? Getting by, getting by. I see that you are in a holodeck today. Mm-hmm. Which is excellent. It's all about the digital world. It is all about the digital world. What are you working on right now, Kyle? Right now, I am working on Gloaming Issue 4. This yes. is page 14, inked. 
Page 14. Excellent. And uh, which we're was inked live on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv Kyohazard. That's Thank a great you, one. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Good segue. I liked that. Yes, That's folks, we'll follow it. Kyle on Twitch. Kyle, are you on every day on Twitch? Um, mostly, yeah. Okay. Pretty thing. Mostly at night. Uh, during weekdays, I usually tend to just it's just my screen, just drawing. And I am planning on working on a day um a once a week Twitch show where I sit and yap at people and nobody comes on my channel and I sit there and yak. I come on your channel. You do. Actually, every now and then. Is that the right URL there, Kyle? Twitch.tv slash Kyle Hazard. Oh, and Jeremy's pulled it up on his phone, so that's excellent. You guys can have a quick peek at that's that. The one. Excellent. Now they won't focus. There we are. Yes. I had a thing. Never mind. Alrighty. And uh oh look at that. Follow. Well, you can follow and like. Well, th thanks for Following now. <laughs> Thanks for finally coming aboard, Jeremy. Yeah. Thanks for finally advertising, everybody. Thanks for getting on that train, buddy. <laughs> and uh, me, Michael. Oh, I always appreciate it. I appreciate all my fans. <laughs> I am currently finishing Twilight Detective Agency number two. Well, actually, it is finished. Um, and then uh, writing Twilight Detective Agency number three. Um, Thunder number three is about two pages from being done. Uh, the Magical Mr. Punch number one is done and in the coloring stage. Magical Mr. Punch number two is being drawn now. Uh, I already wrote that script, uh, much like Mike. Um, it's like, well, now that I'm done one thing, I've got to find something else to do. And I was also inspired to do a Magical Mr. Punch tarot deck. I will be doing the Major Arcana using characters from the Magical Mr. Punch comic. So keep an eye out for that. Alrighty. So moving right along then, uh, let's see. Speaking of Twitter, uh, two guards just passed a milestone. We've got 400 followers. Woohoo! And in the indie world, that's big. Like I know that those of you who like follow the Kardashians might be like, Dude, you, you don't have any followers. 400 is nothing. But to an indie guy, 400 is huge. <laughs> We're very, very happy about it. So may I just say one more time, woohoo. Uh, Jeremy. Um, we need to talk about your submission to the seven-day comics contest put on by Platform Comics, uh, platformcomics.com. Uh -huh. <coughs> was it you that pointed it out to me, or did I point it out to you? Oh, you pointed it out to me, and I was like, this seems kind of a big undertaking, but let's do it, because why yeah. not? <laughs> you know, Stop bothering me, I said, but you didn't listen. No. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, they called it their 10K contest, because you have 10,000 minutes to create from start to finish um, a comic between four and eight pages long where they give you the theme and one line of dialogue and you've got to make it all work. So I wrote the eight page script because I tried writing less pages. It just didn't work out. And uh, Jeremy had done the art in six days, eight pages in six days, which is a freaking record. So that's amazing. And he worked and on his birthday. Yeah, straight up. Okay, the the last day of the deadline was was his actual birthday, and yeah. I said, oh, "Are you doing anything for your birthday?" I feel guilty. He's like, "I had a shower for my birthday." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's that's what I did. So, yeah, once a year, whether I need it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we submitted that comic, and uh, we'll find out who the finalists are on June tenth. Finalists are all going to get published in an anthology. 
comic Great. by platformcomics.com. Um, yeah, and then uh, if you are like first or second, there's some cash prizes as well. So that's kind of cool to look into. Are, are you allowed to share what your phrase was? Sorry? Are you allowed to share what your phrase was? You said um, I believe so. My phrase, our phrase was, maybe they should self-quarantine. Timely. Yeah, Never timely. We had to use that phrase, though. It wasn't just our team. Oh, so it was everybody's. Yeah, everybody's comic is going to have this line of dialogue in there. Uh, whether it's shoehorned in, whether it flows naturally, will be up to the reader to decide, I guess. I assume that's so they know you did a fresh comic for the... Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't even get our theme until, like, the day of. Yeah. It was like, and our theme was um, Jungle Expedition. Mm. And uh, we talked about what characters we were going to use, and we used the characters from Spectrum, um. our LGBT superhero comic. And I thought, okay, so this young superhero team has gone on a jungle expedition and shenanigans occur. So uh, we will definitely be uh, tweeting out and broadcasting when that uh, platform comics anthology is out for sure. Uh, another big thing coming up, uh, the Schuster Awards. Uh, so the Joe Schuster Awards are the Canadian comic book awards, uh, much like the Eisners, but for Canadians. Specifically, the Gene Day Award is for indie comics. So if you right. published an indie comic in 2019, uh, you're eligible for the 2020 awards. So we are going to be putting in Thunder number two, Glowing number three, and Mike's uh, Twilight Detective Agency Girls Out number one. So we have Brown three entries. Time for me. Pardon? Brown trousers time for me. Yes. Mike said that having to talk about his comic is akin to rubbing a cheese grater across his soul. That and is true. <laughs> I absolutely I absolutely get that. Of course, my question to him was, what are you gonna do if you win? <laughs> so, well, that's your job then. Oh, okay. I will be flying to Toronto if that happens, um, if they're still allowing that, and posing as Mike Rieger to accept his award. Hi, I'm Michael McAdam, designated yapper for Two Gorgos Comics. <laughs> that is actually my official title, is designated yapper. Now we've lost Kyle. He's been having uh, um, some computer issues uh, all day. So hopefully he can get back on and uh, join in the conversation one more time. That would be Thanks, good. Internet. Yeah, thank you, internet routers. All right, now, so today's topic, and of course, I wish Kyle were here when we introduced it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, today's topic is digital versus print comics. Uh, it's a very polarizing topic uh, in the comics industry, and of course, everyone here has opinions on it, and we'd like to talk about those today. Oh, and there's Kyle, who is now in the Matrix. Yeah. Excellent. So, Kyle, I just uh, introduced our topic, digital versus print comics. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a bit of a round table thing here. Um, we're going to talk about, I'm going to make certain statements, and everyone's going to talk about how uh, that, that makes them feel. So, okay. but it looks like my video digital is versus not good. Oh, your video's not good, but can you hear us? Yes. So, you just okay. may be staring at my blank, blank face. Your blank, blank face. Well, it's a good architect face. I like it. And then, yeah, Mike is imitating you. All right, so digital versus print comics. Costs of printing, risk of piracy, which way people prefer to read them. It's kind of an overview there. So let's dive right in. 
Um, most of us uh, started doing our comics online first because it was simply too expensive uh, back in the day, like we're talking like the 90s, to create a print comic. Um, unless, of course, you were like going to Kinko's yeah. <laughs> after, after midnight. Um, yeah, I remember that. Right? Prints. Oh, absolutely. But that's what indie was. It had that underground street feel to it. Like, here's my comic. I made it myself. Like, literally folded the paper and stapled it myself. I know people that actually did it at home. They didn't even go to Kinko's. They did it at home um, with their printing and whatnot. So, Jeremy, what's your first recollection of uh, doing comics? Print or digital? Uh well, I had done my my own like mini comics when I was a kid, and I was gonna print those, but I got in trouble just for having them with me because of their adult nature. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I would just go to the comic store, browse slash read what I could, what I couldn't afford, and then just buy what I wanted. Um, I never even heard of you know digital comics until I don't know maybe like seven eight years ago. But I never really gave it much thought because most of the um, comics online were just kind of like not the best quality. <laughs> so How dare you, sir? <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I prefer I prefer holding something in my hand and like th being able to thumb through it and like look back a couple pages real easy if I want to if I if I thought I missed something. Um, but I do kind of read some comics digitally these days for free <laughs> oh right and, and i mean there's a lot of free content in the digital comics world like especially there's a bunch of issue zero type deals where um the first issue is free just to see if you're interested in the book and then you'll pay for the subsequent ones is that the kind of deal you're talking about well there's that or there's websites that just host stuff for free that probably shouldn't oh <laughs> but if you're just like sitting in bed and you're just like saying you just Google and I'd want to read a comic for free and you'll find stuff for free. That's true. That's not the piracy we, we mentioned. Yes, yeah. not that we can condone that here at Two Gargs. Yar. We don't support piracy. No, because piracy doesn't support us. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mike, you have a, a, a strong and firm take on uh, comics. And I, do. I prefer digital comics because I have a small house. And I have a large iPad, so it shows the entire screen all at once. So, so I read all of my comics, um, all of other people's comics I get, all digitally. Mostly comicsology. Uh, I am not of a, a, a little piracy now and then. But uh, for the most part, I pay for them on comicsology. And they're always with me. Right? Oh, was there some judgment? Oh, oh, no, no there, there was shock, shock and awe. Really? <laughs> really? Uh, I can't see But that. I prefer to make comics in print because uh, I like to see a comic that I've made in Dead Tree Edition. It, it feels more real to me to, to sell people comics in print, but I mm. don't prefer to read them that way, if that makes any sense. It probably doesn't. No, it's a it's definitely a personal preference thing for sure. And it makes sense to me that, you know, and you, you talked about having a small house. Physical space actually does become an issue uh, after a while if you're an avid comic reader. So that is a, definitely a point in the, the, the digital comics uh, uh, column for sure. Um, Kyle, how about you? 
Um, I most of my comics I read now are digital. I do prefer actual floppies, but I have just counting now. I have at least twenty boxes of comics along that wall that is just you know jam packed and full. And there's tons in the other room that I just do not actually have the room anymore. Right. I and do you find you go back and read them once they're in boxes, or they just very there? very occasionally. See, and that's only, kind of my point, yeah. right? And some of the ones I do go back and read are the ones like a lot of them from the seventies that were still kind of part of my childhood, yeah. the nostalgia level. But the actual comic comics, I don't think of any. But you know, part of me wants to go back and read my Walking Dead number one, but it's a Walking Dead number one, and it's worth money, so I can't take it out of the bag anymore. <laughs> Whereas I can read my Walking Dead number one whenever I want because it's right. pixels. Yeah. For me, uh, print comics has such a strong nostalgia and ritual to it. Um, I was the kid that had to take the bus for an hour just to get to the comic shop for my two comics that week and then an hour home on the bus. But it became such a ritual that I really enjoyed having the physical comic there, you know, sort of laying on my bed with like, you know, uh, the lamp and then just like, oh, this perfect circle of light where I was reading my book in. Um, but like uh, Kyle pointed out, I mean, I'm in my 50s now, and I've been reading comics since I was 13. So, yeah, space is becoming an issue. And, and yet, uh, while I know for a fact digital comics would be just so much more economical and, and easy to find and all that kind of stuff, um, I just still need the ritual of going to the comic shop and uh, getting those books. It's very psychological. Uh, it's very nostalgic for me. And What's your favorite comic shop? My favorite comic shop uh, is Words and Pictures on Center Street North of Calgary. Um, it is, uh, the staff there are amazing. They will recommend stuff to me. They're so good at upselling me on uh, books I haven't heard of, but that they know I would like. And that to me is worth the price of admission of any comic shop. If your comic guy or person gets to know you and starts recommending stuff for you, that, that's brilliant to me. I like yeah, that. Yeah, you don't get that with digital. Well, they, they do, but their algorithm is sometimes weird. Like, oh, you read My Little Pony. Do you want this G.I. Joe comic? Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, I do. You're sorry, right. you're right, I do. But algorithm, though, really? <laughs> I live in a small town between two other small towns, so I don't really have a local comic shop I could go to. Mm. So, but that is a big concern. Kyle, if you're making noise, we can't hear you. Yeah, I'm looking at Kyle. What is going on with Kyle? Nope. nope. No. I don't know. I can't hear me then. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can hear you now. Yay. Okay. Yeah. You sat on the right button, Kyle. <laughs> no. no. I was going to point out that you actually, My Little Pony and G.I. Joe technically do have a connection because they were both produced <laughs> by, on the animated series, were done by Sunbow in, 1980, in the 1980s. Yeah. So, and technically there was a scene. I can't remember 100% sure if it was for the My Little Pony movie. Actually, I think it was the My Little Pony movie that apparently technically the My Little Pony was to go interact with the characters from Transformers and G.I. Joe in the movie. Wow. Wow. Because so they're there's, all in the same universe. Because technically Hector Ramirez is a recurring character in all the Sunbow 80 shows. <laughs> so See, if you go to a My comic Pony, store, a man in his 40s will explain to you about the history of G.I. Joe. <laughs> Who knew? Or, or if you listen to a comics podcast, 
digital versus real. There we you go. You'll get that on digital. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so speaking of the stores, okay, digital comics kind of kill the brick and mortar stores, but as we said, they don't fill up your house. Um, what do we think about the idea that maybe comic stores might be a thing of the past now? Maybe they're irrelevant now with the new digital revolution. Or do we still need and want comic stores? Jeremy. What? I, I like comic stores. I just haven't found much around me locally that I like. Um, one of them just changed management, so I might try them again as soon as anything, as soon as we get back to normal and I can leave the house. Um, but there was a store I used to love in Washington and they were, they were just like that, just like how your story is. Like they would suggest stuff to me. They had a nice, we had a nice rapport. And even after moving down here, um, two States away, they would still ship us things until it just got to be a little bit too much, you know? Yeah. But too much effort. But, but that's uh, above and beyond. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. So I really don't even go to comic stores down here because I never, never found any that I enjoyed. Really, right. they were either too much into selling things besides comics, or their customer service was just kind of. So there's definitely a personal rapport between you and yeah. your comic store for sure. You can't just walk into any comic store and buy comics, Mike. Can you? <laughs> what? I said. I can't. Um, I'm not allowed. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. I said you have a personal rapport with your comic store. Um, do you, Mike, or do you no, not care? I'm an introvert. I don't do that. No. <laughs> you just like, oh, here's a comic store. I'm going to go in and purchase some comics and then leave. I will wordlessly hand the comic to the guy behind the counter and just stare at him. Just <laughs> <There's> a handful <laughs> of change. My move. And then he will flee, possibly hiding behind a pillar in the process. <laughs> I'm always right. That's true. Fair enough. Uh, so are you waiting until I can finally come out to Kelowna again to bring your comics to your local comic shop so that they can yeah. sell them? Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. okay, fair enough. I know well, also, also your comics, like, <laughs> not, not a jerk. <laughs> Our, okay. our comic, our the two birds line. That's right. Okay, fair enough. I'll mark that down on my when things get back to normal calendar. Kyle, yes, your your experience with having a rapport with comic shops. Um, I've spent most of my life, at least once a week, going back and forth to the comic shop to get my comics. Unfortunately, about two years ago, I've actually maybe even three now. I'd lost my job. No longer had the free income to go to the comic shop as often. So um, I, I've lost a bit of that rapport, even though I talk, I still talk to the guys and go in very rarely, but don't get, you know, don't have it as much. And for the record, it is the same store, words and pictures, as Mike mentioned before. Hi, Jason. Hey, Hi, Jason. <laughs> and if you enjoy podcasts, Jason's podcast, Invasion of the Remake, is available on all audio platforms. That's right. That's right. Up now. Yeah, that's right. Podcast plugging. I like it. He doesn't listen to this, so he won't know, but... Hi, Jason. Oh, well, I'm going to tell him. <laughs> yeah, you better. You're a mention, sucker. <laughs> we talked about you, dude. So digital, so digital comics, uh, not just digital comic books, but web comics are now their own thing. 
and they're doing really well. Uh, one of the ones that comes to mind, Sarah Scribbles, uh, Sarah's World, or whatever she calls it. Um, it's yeah. a web comic, and then every so often she gathers it up and publishes it as a real book. But it's definitely a web comic format. So it's almost like a new format of comics has come out because of digital comics. You yourself yeah. are on Tapas. Yes, that's right. Uh, I started doing um, tract comics. You know, like those chick tracts, like the religious tracts people leave in bathrooms and at airports and stuff. Uh, years ago, I decided I wanted to do them, but for indie comics. So it looks like it's trying to hook you into something, but really it's just trying to get you to read indie comics. And we've done four now. Um, in fact, all three artists are sitting right here. Um, so I've done one with Jeremy, one with Mike, and two with Kyle. And uh, so there's four tracks now. There it is, ta-da, up on tapas, T-A-P-A-S dot I-O slash two gargs. A litany of vice. That was our first tract. They and they actually look like religious tracts. We used we used titles and fonts and everything that make it look exactly like a plague of the spirit. Yes, that, free on tapas. Free on tapas. That's right. That's the other thing about web comics, you guys. Free. They don't make money at all. Yeah. yeah. The bottom there, you can put the oh address. Oh, and imagine if I was <laughs> smart enough. It's right down. Right down. You know, you can just suddenly text him rather than calling him right out on yeah. the show. Actually, I like being called out on the show. It's better. For the record, I have. He doesn't look at his phone or answer his texts during the show. <laughs> That's a double shaming. <laughs> Excellent. Just ding, uh, ding. Ding, ding. A, <laughs> shame. Shame. All right, there we go. That's where you can find that. Pew. All right, moving right along here. Okay, so we talked about this. Oh, do you have a point? Oh, you just poke Jeremy in the neck. He's poking Jeremy oh. in the neck. Um, Enjoy, is, audio podcast listeners. Is a print comic more real than a yes. digital comic? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, Kyle, you answered first. Why? Because it has substance and made from dead trees. So technically it has existence. It's supposed to. Are you being less of a pedantic answer? No, 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 that's that's fine and dandy. Um, it's that's uh, it's completely tangible. valid. It has feel, it has smell, it has you know, it's, it's everything about it. It has yes. a taste, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, book smelling it is like enough. a it's a big thing, right? The smell of ink on paper is part of the experience with books, um, and comics as well. Oh, Jeremy is indulging yeah. right now, even as we speak. Eat it. <laughs> It don't 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 eat the chick track, Jeremy. No. <laughs> Give you a buck, Mike. Listen. You were talking about how your personal work sort of becomes real when you print yes. it. Yeah, because making print comics, there's a bit of a, a hump you have to get into. I don't want to say anyone can just make a web comic because obviously that's not true. But it's it's less of a barrier to entry. You can just really just put whatever up on the web. I mean, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but you can. Whereas actually manufacturing print comics, you've really got to go that extra level. And uh, you do. it kind of makes it seem more real to me. Well, because you're, you're, you're not just buying a story, you're buying commitment. Uh, yeah. You're buying, okay, somebody was serious enough to want to put time, money, effort into not just creating the book, but actually getting it into your hands. You know, putting something up on the web is great, 
And you absolutely should. I agree with Mike. Um, but it isn't the same as going that extra mile. Uh, there's really a, a power. There's like a weight to it when you create a print comic. Jeremy, and on the other thought? end, oh, sorry. sorry. On the other end, when I commit to buying a print comic, I'm agreeing to let this displace oxygen in my house for an <laughs> undisclosed length of time. Like it's really a commitment there. Whereas yes. just supporting something on Patreon, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it definitely has a stronger value to you that you so. bought that you bought something physical as opposed to just supported it online. Exactly. Ironically, right. I never do it. <laughs> so, Jeremy, you were going to say? I was going to say something. <laughs> I think you were. No. It was really good. No. Oh, all right then. You just drink your blue water. <laughs> okay. So, you guys. I thought Rami Nail was illegal. <laughs> it's medicinal. So, maybe in Canada, digital and or print, which one supports the industry more? Print. How which industry? The, yeah. comics the industry? the comic store industry, print. Print. Distributors industry? <laughs> print. The actual no. comic companies, digital. Does it really, you think? Well, they don't have the printing costs. They don't have overhead, that is true. They don't and have they the do kind of cost the same. Yeah. Well, see, this is an interesting like thing. Um, I just looked over some of my financials from some, uh, like, from Comixology and some of my digital distribution, and it is lovely, but it absolutely is less profit than selling it at a convention. Mind you, so much less effort. So you factor that in, like, okay, fair enough. But I don't know if it's enough to keep a business afloat if you're not doing print sales as well. That, that has yet to be figured out by me. And now I'm just an indie guy, right? I've uh, got five or six titles. I think I have like 13 actual comics um, that I bring to my table. Uh, so I, I, I'm not exactly, you know, Mr. Mr. High Revenue Money Bags. But I'm just noticing that the, the model seems to be uh, digital's great, um, but you really need to put in that print effort if you're serious about turning this into something more than just a hobby. Yeah. But there's lots of people out there who make full-time, proper, really decent livings purely digital comics. Digital comics or digital art as well? I think like, as well. But said, you know, there's several web artists who are, you know, that is their bread and butter moneymaker is the comic they do on the internet and the merch that goes along with it, of course, but merch. Yeah, merch. Merch. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. People Seriously, like to bring merch. Comments that agree with you, Michael. Oh, hang on. There are comments. Thank you for pointing them out to me. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm you gonna, can shame them oh, online, but I can't. Okay, I'm going to put this up. Nothing will ever replace the tangible reality of holding a book. It also involves ritual, opening a window, plumping the pillows, turning on the reading light. A screen doesn't match that for me. I'm the same with digital music. Nothing replaces the ritual of playing records. And the next part of the comment is, part of the joy of having physical reading pleasures is being able to pass them all on to others when your space becomes overwhelmed with them. New homes, new enjoyment. It's a pay it forward thing. That's I find, can't do that. Yeah, yeah I find that very romantic um, in, in a very positive way. Um, because the relationship you have with your media 
Uh, I've never felt that connection to a screen as I have to a physical book. Um, the physical book is a memory for me. Anybody else feel that? I think it might partially be because of the fact that, you know, when we were kids, back when the dinosaurs ruled the earth, you know, we didn't have digital media. <laughs> we only had the physical copies and therefore there was, we made a much more deeper connection to it. I do wonder if a lot of, you know, you talked to a lot of the kids, the idea of actually holding an actual book is just seems weird to them because mm -hmm. they have that same deep rooted connection to their phone, to yeah. their iPads, to, you know. You mean this? <laughs> yes, yeah. the device you're currently holding up. <laughs> That's probably true because I didn't buy comics as a kid and I always had computers and so I don't have that nostalgia for it that you guys do. Mm -hmm. Like I but, do have an emotional connection to my screen because it's uh, attached to me 24 seven. <laughs> but, but you just said if it were your own comic, when you get to see something you made, Mike, and it gets to be in your hand, then you have a connection to that because that's your thing that you yeah, have produced. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm a massive hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, now I'm going to make a couple of statements here. These are just my opinions, and you guys can sound in on them. For me, while I support the accessibility of online work, to lose comic stores would be a tremendous blow to comic culture. Your thoughts, Kyle? I agree. Excellent. <laughs> Do you have anything to add? <laughs> no, you summed it up pretty much dead on. All right. But Jeremy? It's a good place for people to like meet other people who are interested in what you are like physically meet somebody because when you're online it's not at all the same as physically being at a place that's full of what you're into and what and other people are also feeling the same thing it's it's like a mini convention going to a comic store and i don't i don't want to see that go away right where else so, can we be harassed by cat piss men yeah right <laughs> captain sweatpants yeah, and it's and as the true as that is, he is the dark side of comic stores. However, um, a lot of uh, friends that I had in the '90s, we hung out at a comic store that was owned by a friend, and it was like the social hub for everything we wanted to do. And it, uh, you know, increased our nerdetry. We uh, shared our knowledge of our different fandoms. So yeah, I would absolutely agree with that, Jeremy. Um, and from Mike's perspective, I do understand. Um, that you want to do this. Sharon Gauthier has a comment that we're just going to pop up here. I would do unspeakable things to a Klondike bar to get to a local comic store. Oh, no, to even get a local comic store. So Sharon is saying um, she doesn't have one and she really would like to have one, probably for the same thing you said, Jeremy, um, just to reach out and just to connect. Sharon, that's a great comment. Thank you very much. Now I want a Klondike bar. I know. I see. I want an ice cream sandwich so bad right yeah. now. <laughs> Although I do want to, you know, what type of Klondike bar would she do? Her? Like, is it just like the regular Klondike bar, or like specifically like the, the mint one? Or, yeah. Yeah, Perhaps I'm a. I do a lot more of the mint Klondike bar, but um. Oh, oh! There's levels of what yeah. you do for a Klondike bar. Yeah, I see. No, to it, to it. <laughs> oh no! There's. I'll do all sorts of things to it. This is my scared face. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, I have another statement. Tell me what you think it is. I've prepared. Yeah, that I've prepared. 
A screen is just words, but holding a book is holding someone's love and attention as a physical thing. Mm. And a dead tree. And a dead tree. Look, Great. you're connected to Mother Earth. Thoughts? Um, well, I definitely agree with it, but I know last night I was reading a 1952 edition of a Shell Scott, you know, noir detective novel. And honestly, the smell of that 1950s book was probably one of the greatest goddamn things in the world. Because you could smell the age. It gave yeah. it a, a, a gravitas. Yeah. And it does really help the story, you know. That, you oh, know. especially, yeah. <laughs> and also, you feel a connection when you're reading the physical book. But if you're reading something online, you can actually click like, and then the author can actually know that you read it, whereas you don't get that from a physical book. Yeah, that is true. Out, there's no connection back. That is By true. the way, please like and subscribe to our podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good segue. But no, you plug, plug, plug. You have a very, very good point there, Mike. Um, what author wouldn't like to know all the people that are reading their book and getting a little like on it? I mean, Carla Ellison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but oh. besides him, everyone. <laughs> and Sherry says. Yes, Kyle, nothing beats the smell of an old book. So congratulations, you've made a fan. My entire bedroom is literally filled with about 100 plus paperbacks on shelves. So my entire bedroom it. smells like a you know, library. I've always liked the idea of the bedroom library. <laughs> I, thought, I think libraries should have like long couches you can lie down on and read the books. That would be like my thing. And have a barber chair, but yeah. So. Before we close out today, is there anything you guys would like to plug? Anything you would like to talk about that we didn't already talk about in the intro? Jeremy. What? What you working on? What's your next project? Still working on Diaper Man Meets Milk. Um, took that took that wonderful week off of doing that to, you know, count out that platform. Do other but dude. Yes. <laughs> I need the I need the last couple of days. Let him work you so hard. I'll get back. I'll get back to work Just on. Say no. That <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll be coloring it too because that's that's also a pain in the ass for me. But I've never I never colored a full comic myself, so it's just like daunting. But have I mean, a publisher subcontract out someone to flat it for you. Yeah, let's do that. Because the flatting is what <laughs> is what bothers me the most. I love shading. That's fine. And plugging my own little colors in here and there, but hey, I know your publisher. I'll put in a good word about that. Oh, we can make that, that happen. That would make the pages go by so much quicker. Oh, I think the publisher would like that. Yeah, that's just a thought yeah. I had. You know, but paying extra yeah. money is another thing. Interoffice memo. <laughs> <laughs> we used to use oh. owls, but you couldn't believe the mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, this has been the Two Guards Livestream Podcast. Your hosts have been me, Michael McAdam, writer, and uh, Kyle Burrells, artist extraordinaire. Mike Rieger draws the most efficient pre-press monkey on the West Coast. And our special guest, Jeremy Thew of Jet Comics, uh, live almost, well, not when you hear this. He'll be a recording um, from California. So if you want to help us succeed, here's what you can do. If you're watching this on Facebook, give us some thumbs up. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe down below. And if you're listening on the iTunes, please give us a five-star review. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Peace. No theme music? Oh, okay. No music for you. <laughs> <laughs>
Wait. <laughs> professional. Uh, totally professional. Wait, no, okay, no, it's in here somewhere. Oh, well, no, that's not it. Oh, Cancel oh, them that. That's not okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute. No. Is that it? Oh, no. Oh. Pornhub. Where has it edited that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you.